Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, April 5th. On this date in 1965, My Fair Lady made entertainment headlines. The film version of the musical won the Best Picture Oscar. Its lead actor, Rex Harrison, won Best Actor for his portrayal of Professor Higgins. Harrison was also the star of the Broadway version of the musical. Julie Andrews, who played Eliza Doolittle in the Broadway version, was replaced in the film by Audrey Hepburn. But Julie Andrews won an Oscar of her own for Best Actress that night. You already know it wasn't for My Fair Lady, but which film won her the Golden Statuette? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's see what today's forecast has in store. We'll head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at your Wednesday forecast. All right, good Wednesday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovi and a little bit of patchy fog. Heads up on that as you head outside these morning. Temperatures in the 60s be at 82 at noon, and we're up in the mid-80s for highs. Inland areas this afternoon, 70s at the beaches. Nice warm and sunny day ahead. Tomorrow, warm and sunny, 85. Still warm, close to 80 on Friday, but clouds will start to increase and a few scattered showers possible late in the day. We're cooling down quite substantially for our Easter weekend. Saturday, 63 showers likely, and it does look like we may have to dodge some scattered showers through the day on Easter Sunday. High temperature only at 64. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. Orangeburg deputies have arrested a man they say is connected to a deadly March shooting. 31-year-old Marion Aiken Jr. is charged with murder after deputies say he shot and killed a 41-year-old man. Orangeburg County deputies say they were called to March 27 to Muriel Street uh, residence where that victim was found unresponsive on the porch. Aiken was taken into custody Monday and arraigned yesterday. A Charleston man is facing multiple charges after police say he hit a woman with his car last summer. North Charleston police say Derek Richardson is charged with attempted murder and domestic violence. He's accused of following a woman to the hospital. And after arguing with her when she got out of the car, police say Richardson put his car in reverse and hit her. The incident happened in June of last year, but officers arrested Richardson on Monday. The Charleston County Council has awarded a new jail medical provider a multi-million dollar contract. It was a decision by the county, not the agency who runs the jail. The Kansas-based company Vital Core Health Strategies will replace WellPath in controlling medical and all health services for inmates at the county jail, but not with welcome arms by the Charleston County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Kristen Graziano says uh, though the decision was expected, it's still a disappointment nonetheless. Graziano says she won't hold a grudge against the new provider and promises to work together to ensure a smooth transition. The Berkeley County Sheriff's Office is warning people in the area of a new widespread fentanyl threat. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration is warning of a sharp increase in the trafficking of fentanyl mixed with the drug xylazine. Xylazine is also known as Trank, and it's a powerful sedative that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved for veterinary use. Because the drug is not an opioid, Narcan does not reverse its effects. Now, Berkeley County Sheriff Dwayne Lewis issued a statement that reads in part, We've not seen any cases of overdoses involving xylazine lace fentanyl in our area at this time. He goes on to say this alert is to educate the community. We're learning a U.S. military contractor killed in an airstrike in Syria weeks ago 
was a Lowcountry native. 52-year-old Scott Dubis was working in Syria as a contractor for the U.S. military. The Department of Defense says the attack that killed Dubis took place at a coalition base in, northeastern, in the northeastern part of Syria and was carried out by Iranian-backed militias. We spoke with Dubis' family in an exclusive interview. They say they want people to remember him as a friend for life to many and a man that was proud of the work he did. I didn't want him to be the U.S. contractor killed in Syria by the draw. I wanted it to be U.S. contractor Scott Dubas, Scott Patrick Dubas of Somerville, South Carolina. And I wanted people to know that he sacrificed his life uh, for this country, and he did. He was over there working, you know, side by side with the, with the men and women of the U.S. Armed Forces. And, uh, and he was very proud of that. Uh, so that's, that's, I want his name to be out. I want people to know him and to remember him. Visitation and a funeral for Dubis will take place on Saturday in North Charleston. The Charleston County School Board has voted to remove a board member of his leadership role and censure him. This comes after calls for a board member, Ed Kelly, to step down after an alleged threat he made regarding a transgender teacher. Molly McBride was at that special board meeting. She has more on the controversy and the reasoning behind the censure. Yesterday was the first official meeting since the controversy erupted last week after a woman came forward during a public comment session claiming she heard Kelly make that threat during a Moms for Liberty meeting. For some background, Ed Kelly said a parent reached out to him after the parent's child came home from school upset because a female teacher announced they were transgender and would soon use male pronouns. The woman, Adrian Lett, claimed she heard Kelly say he would have shown up to that teacher's house with a gun if he was in that parent's position. In response to Lett's claims, Kelly issued a statement yesterday saying what he actually said was, Quote, given how understandably agitated he was, referring to the parent, I applaud this father for making the right choice to write an email instead of picking up a gun. At yesterday's meeting, the board voted with six yeas, zero nays, and one abstination to remove Kelly from his leadership roles on the board and to censor Kelly. I spoke to Adrian Lett after the meeting, who told me she has no affiliation with the district. She just didn't think what Kelly said was fair to the teacher or any transgender teacher in the district. They shouldn't feel unsafe and they shouldn't feel like their jobs are being threatened because of people having their opinions about trans people or about gay people or whatever. To read Kelly's full statement on the alleged threat or the entire BCC policy, you can head over to live5news.com and click under this web story. Reporting in downtown Charleston, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Representative Nancy Mace is taking action to add protections for women seeking abortions. Representative Mace introduced a bill which would make executions for having an abortion illegal and categorized as cruel and unusual punishment. The introduction of the bill comes after a group of South Carolina lawmakers introduced a bill earlier this year which would criminalize abortions in the state. This means women who get an abortion would face criminal punishments, including prison time and the death sentence. South Carolina remains just one of two states where women can face criminal charges for getting an illegal abortion. The former governor of Florida is showing support of the school voucher bill making its way through the South Carolina State House. Jeb Bush has some experience with voucher programs. While he led Florida, the state enacted its first voucher program. 
Here in South Carolina, the Senate has already passed legislation to enact a similar program. It would give public dollars to certain qualifying South Carolina families to help them send their kids to private schools. The bill still has to pass through the House and get Governor Henry McMaster's approval before becoming law. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is set to make his return to the Lowcountry next week. Now, according to the Associated Press, Scott is making his final trips to early voting states and is set to back, be back in Charleston next Friday. They say Scott will meet with his donors to give a political update. The Associated Press says Scott is expected to announce his decision on whether or not he's going to launch a 2024 presidential campaign. If he does launch that campaign, he'll join a growing field of Republicans vying for the nomination. Those candidates include former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, former President Donald Trump, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, and tech investor Vivek Ramachalmi. The town of Mount Pleasant will soon see a makeover of one of its heavily trafficked intersections located at U.S. 17 and Mathis Ferry Road and Benning Road. Yeah, Samantha Popovich joins us live in Mount Pleasant. And Samantha, what's being improved along this particular intersection? Good morning. Good morning. To improve the flow of traffic at this busy intersection, the town of Mount Pleasant has approved of funds that will create major improvements, which include the extension of a left turning lane. Earlier this week, the town of Mount Pleasant Council approved over $800,000 of funding for this construction project. Mount Pleasant Council member Howard Chapman says plans for improvement at this intersection have been in the talk for years. Chapman says the intersection has been an issue since the opening of Lucy Beckham High School, Indigo Shopping Center, and the development of new apartments along Highway 17. He says the apartment complex at Indigo Square has created a 60% increase in traffic relating to the intersection. Town officials say improvements will include curb and gutter relocation and the removal of existing landscape medians to create a wider left turning lane heading north on Highway 17. A crosswalk will also be added to connect Lodger Drive to Limington. Mount Pleasant resident Cora Flanagan, who lives off of Highway 17, says this was much needed based on the amount of time she spends in traffic at this intersection. As a resident of Mount Pleasant, I think that the extension of the left-hand turning lane would be extremely beneficial for multiple reasons. Um, anytime I go to visit my friends, I always dread driving through this intersection just because it takes forever and the traffic is always horrible. Chapman says in about a week or so, True Luck Construction will be given permission to begin this project, which he says could take anywhere from nine months to a year. Reporting live in Mount Pleasant, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1965, Rex Harrison and Julie Andrews won the top acting honors at the Oscars. Harrison won for My Fair Lady, in which he teamed up with Andrews on Broadway. But Andrews took home the Best Actress honor for a different movie that has delighted kids of all ages for decades, Mary Poppins. Celebrating birthdays today, actor Max Gale of Barney Miller fame is 80 and rapper-producer Pharrell Williams is 50. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning, you can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. 
And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.